Welcome back to Restaurant Rehab Podcast, where we discuss all the ins and outs of restaurants from the customer, employee, manager, slash owner perspectives. And I'm your host, Jeremy. Let's dive right in. This is going to be a segment that I'm going to call Things to Know. And we'll go over things to know in different sectors of the restaurant, business, industry, etc. This episode, we're going to dedicate to the bar. So let's just dive in with things to know as a customer at the bar. We've talked about this a little bit in previous episodes about restaurant basics, but one of the things to know is that oftentimes there are symbols between bartenders that they use in order to communicate with each other without actually having to verbally communicate. For instance, if you go to a bar and there are two bartenders working, often if you have a coaster in front of you, it's because a bartender one of the two has greeted you and has taken a drink order or has taken control of your situation. That tells the other bartender they're good to go so that we're not constantly having to go up to each other like, okay, so the one in the green shirt, they're okay. And we can just keep flowing with the flow, right? So when you come to a bar and the number of times this happens is outrageous and you reach over and grab a coaster and put it in front of yourself and then get annoyed while you haven't been greeted in over two to three minutes. It's because of your own damn fault. Don't do things like that. Don't jump the gun and grab a coaster for yourself. Don't reach into the bar to grab straws and napkins and shit. If you need something, someone will come and get it for you. I get you can go to bars and people are slow at service, et cetera, and that's going to happen. But in general, things like that exist for a reason so that there's a communication without communicating and you're screwing up the process. And then you get more upset because no one's talked to you. Well, it's your own fault no one's talked to you. I thought they took care of you and they thought I took care of you. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, that's one thing to know for facts. Uh, Also, as a customer, the whole... And this is going to be um, an entire episode where we go over tipping, but I, I do uh, want to point out the uh, the whole archaic concept of a dollar a drink. That is fine and dandy if you're ordering like Jack and Cokes and such, but when you're getting into like old fashions and whiskey sours and drinks that take multiple steps and um and you're and you're ordering more in in inclusive more more in, in intrusive drinks, I should say. And they cost you like $15 a pop. A dollar isn't even 10% at that point, bro. Like a dollar a drink was a thing that came up in like the 90s and 2000s when you could get $2 beers and $4 mixed drinks. But like that's not the case anymore. Now your drinks are costing you $12 to $20 depending on how intensive you're getting and where you're getting them from. So a dollar a drink, um, you know, go to a dive bar and then you can still do that. But otherwise... I'd say at least 10%, bro. That'd be $1.50. But anyway, um, that's a side note. Uh, I think as a customer, you know, if you're nice, I really don't give a shit. But also, I make my money off of tips. So like, please tip me. I just got a text message. (laughs) Word to the wise, turn off your phone when doing podcasts. Got it. Anyway, um, another thing. When you say to a bartender as a customer, I want a Jack and Coke and make it strong. What do you think is honestly happening? And please, like, sound off in the comments because I'm purely, like, I'm just, I'm curious. My curiosity is spiked, but I want to know what do you possibly think is going to happen? My assumption is you think one of two things. One, I'm going to give you a heavy pour and charge you the same. 
or two, I'm going to give you the normal pour and charge you the normal price. I, I really don't see you honestly thinking that when you say and make it strong that I'm going to give you a heavy pour and then charge you double. But in reality, that's what's going to happen. So I just jump the gun and I say, do you want a shorter glass or do you want a double? And they're like, oh, just make it strong. And I'm like, all right, cool. And in that instance, you just get a normal pour in a normal glass with a normal mixer amount and we call it even. No bartender is going to risk their job to give you a heavy pour because you asked. Like, I'm so, I'm sorry, but I don't know who told you that that was going to work, but it's not going to work. Especially my favorite will tip you nicely. Anytime somebody tells me they'll tip me nicely, they never do. They are the worst tippers. They give either exactly 20% or less than at like 15 I'm sorry, if you say I'm going to tip you nicely, I'm expecting more than 20% because if 20% is nice to you, then like, I'm sorry, but your norm of 10 to 15%, damn, please, like, fix yourself. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't come up with the, I'm going to tip you nicely. Or uh, another pet peeve of mine, as a customer, if you're like, oh, I'll cover all the drinks and everything for everybody at the end of the thing, you're like, oh, just give it all to me. If you're going to take over the tab, at least be willing to tip 20% because I can guarantee if it was actually split the three ways that it was going to be split, at least one, if not two of you would have tipped 20%, but then you tip 15 on the whole thing. Now I'm losing money because you wanted to be nice to your friends and you couldn't afford extra on the tip. Like if you can't afford to do the 20% tip for the whole thing too, then don't try and be nice and take over the whole check. Like just keep it the way that it was and let your friends that wanted to pay, pay, which is also a fun game that I have to play and anybody in the industry as I play is when you go to a table and they're like, oh, I'll take it. No, don't let them pay. Let me pay. Who do you give it to? I honestly have to be like, oh, who do I think is going to actually tip 20%? And I have to make that assumption based on like characteristics and personality. And that's such a shit game to play. But anyway, I'm, I'm diverting because we're going to do an entire episode on tips. So back to the bar. Annoying drinks that customers order. If you order, if you order a Tito's and vodka, I need your ID. <laughs> you could look 50, but I'm sorry. Tito's is vodka. You want a Tito's and soda or you want a Tito's and tonic or Tito's and Red Bull? Not a Tito's and vodka. There's already vodka in it. It's Tito's. It's Tito's. The Tito's is the vodka. And I joke about this so often that the other night, my buddy was like, oh, what are you going to drink tonight? I was like, oh, I'll have a Tito's and vodka. And then I was like, holy shit, I'm that person. But anyway, I digress yet again. So... Things to know <laughs> as a customer in the bar. Don't grab a coaster for yourself. Oftentimes, it's a signal to the other bartender that you've been, you've been satisfactorily taken care of and you haven't. So you're going to get upset because you're not getting taken care of. Two, tipping should still be tipping as if you were sitting at a table and the bar is the same. You're a guest at the bar. If you're just coming in for a drink, by all means, like drop me a buck. Thank you. I made you one drink. You've been uh, like... A pleasure to talk to for two seconds. Have a great day. Chug back your beer and have a good one. But if you're sitting there and you're taking up a seat at the bar, it's the same thing as we discussed in the past about being a quote unquote camper in a in a table in the in the restaurant. They're all the same. If you stay for a long time, like you know, pay your dues. You're taking up space from somebody else being able to sit there. So those those are definitely things to know as a customer. Um, also, I will avoid coming to see what you need if you shake your empty glass at me 
that is like whistling at a dog or like clapping your hands or snapping your fingers. I am not your animal. I am here to get you drinks and serve you, but I'm not your servant. So please respect the difference. And I think most people in the industry can uh, agree with that statement. Um, so the nicer you are, the better off you're going to be. And if you want to close after every drink and never keep a tab open, one, that's a nuisance for me because it's an extra step for every single round when you're, when you're ordering excessive rounds, like multiple, multiple, you're not like getting a drink and then coming back an hour later and getting another drink. Like you're just like repetitively getting drinks when they're empty. Like just leave the tab open. And if you don't leave the tab open, you close them, but then you end up coming over with your receipt and it's like $5 on a $70 tab. Do you really think that I'm going to want to service you again with your $70 tab and, and just get the five? Like I'm not even getting 10%. Like, no, no, thank you. I'm all set. You're not going to get better service that way. You're going to get shittier service. If you're a shitty tipper, word to the wise, leave a tab open so that I don't know you're a shitty tipper until the end. Because if you close your tab repetitively and you're a shitty tipper, I'm going to know you're a shitty tipper and then you're not going to get the best of service. I And that's a fair argument to have in this industry as well is like whether service is relative to the tip that you're receiving or not. And the 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 argument's not whether or not your tip is relative to the service you you gave because that's what it comes down to but whether or not your your um continued service if you already see a tip from them is relative to the tip that you got like do you continue to give 20 percent plus service to that person that you know is tipping only five percent or less or do you begin to give them five percent or less service it's a it's a it's a debate that we can have um and it's more often on the bar and nowhere else because bars like you, you, you can close a check and keep sitting there and fight like vice versa, but you're not going to sit at a table order food, be like, okay, let me close that. And then have the server come back over and be like, okay, now I'm going to put in my entree and let me close that. Like that's not, you don't do that at a table. So that argument's really for the bar side, um, as a bartender and please answer this question in the comments, uh, as a bartender, do you give less than service to the people or at least like, Put them at the bottom of your priority list to the people that have already closed and tipped you less than 5%, less than 10%, um, and put the people that are new or the people that are tipping you, you know, 15, 20 plus percent at the top, or do you give everybody the same service and just say it's part of the game and it, and it comes to the territory? That's a good question. Um, so all of that is things to know. Things to know as a new bartender as an employee, um, oftentimes the bar manager and or owners and management of the restaurant has inventory of the bar. So if you think you're going to get away with continuously giving free pours or heavy pours to other staff members or to friends that come in or to yourself, word to the wise, you're not. <laughs> it's eventually going to come and bite you in the ass because they can now with our current systems that are like our new POSs, they're in much better conditions than the old ones. They can break it down to like daily sales and figure out how much they should have sold versus how much they got rid of. And if they start to suspect that it is you that's doing it, then all they simply have to do is start doing a liquor inventory after your shifts, before your shifts and after your shifts and seeing the difference versus how much was sold. It's a very simple thing to catch and to, to prove. Uh, so watch yourself. Know where you're working. Know what you can do. Know what you can't do. 
Um, oftentimes places know that that's what happens and they're okay with a bartender, like, uh, you know, taking care of the regulars so that they keep coming back or whatever the case may be. But, um, oftentimes if it's, especially if it's corporated, they're not okay with that. So just like, like I said, know where you work and know what you can do. Have that honest discussion with your owners. Like, don't be a little bitch and be afraid. Like, just be like, Hey, are you cool with me taking care of the regulars and then doing normal pours for the rest of the people? And they'll say yes or no. I mean, like, what, what's the harm? They're going to say no and be like, all right, cool. And then if they think that you're going to go against their back and still do it, all they got to do is just, like I said, before and after inventory and comparisons, and they'll know you're not, or they'll know who you are. Either way, I mean, like, if you're an honest person, you're going to get nothing to worry about. So liquor pours as a customer, I mean, you're chancing that person's employment if you're trying to get them to pour you heavy and not have um, – get and not get properly charged and then on top of that on top of that if a bartender is generous and gives you a heavy pour or gives you a free shot or whatever sometimes it's because like they have like a certain allotment within the house that they are allowed to utilize like say like uh 40 bucks a night or whatever um take care of them they're giving away part of their like limited amount that they can give away to you to you they're being nice take care of them don't give them a less than tip when they gave you something for free like jeez i'm crow um i'm sorry you can tell tipping is a strong category for me we'll have a whole conversation because there's way more to it believe me um but yeah so uh things not to say to a bartender we kind of went over but basically like don't shake your glass don't be like hey barkeep I'm sorry. I told you my name when we started and you told me yours. I remember yours and I have 20 guests here. You can't remember mine. And even at that, you can't say like, excuse me when you have a second or something like, or wait for me to come back over to you because I'm going to check on you. Like I already did three other times. Like, I don't know. I find that rude. Uh, or just calling me anything like, bro, uh, boss man like what I, I boss man i don't mind like whatever uh it's i i feel like that a lot of people use that but it's a, it's a, it's a bro it's a broish thing but the word bro is like i know i'm like no like hey bro can you uh can you get us something you know what another pet peeve of mine is if i'm in the middle of making drinks when i'm free pouring i'm counting in my head and i can i can do it and listen to you but i it's more difficult for me to pour and make like the five drinks that I have in my head to make and then also take an entire food order for you. Like if I'm not responding to you because I'm counting in my head or I say one second and you continue with your entire food order with modifications up the wazoo, I'm sorry. I'm going to have you repeat it because I'm not going to remember every last modification. Um, sometimes I do, but I, it's it's a pet peeve no matter what. Like you're making my job more difficult than it needs to be. Um, but that's fine. Uh, so as a bartender, if you're a new bartender, the one thing I will tell you is you can go to bartending school. You cannot. You can get trained by pros, quote unquote pros. Uh, you can get trained by just regular Joshua bartenders. I will say this no matter what though. Everywhere you go, someone's going to say, Oh, that's a four count. That's a six count. That's an eight count. The general rule of thumb is one count per quarter ounce. So an ounce, a one ounce pour is four. A two ounce pour is an eight count, etc. Right? 
So, and, and I get that because it makes life simple. It's like uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Now you know you've poured an eight ounce pour. Two things here. One, not everybody counts at that speed and that's completely okay. So when I train bartenders, I don't tell them what the count should be. I ask them what they counted to. And that becomes their count. And we fo- we focus on that and we train off of that because at the end of the day, as a bartender, you're so busy and you have so much going on in your head, the likelihood that you're going to revert back to your comfort speed of and cadence of counting is high. So even if you're trained one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight is a two ounce pour and your real counting cadence in your head is one, two, three, four, then you're going to eventually revert back to that. And now all your counts are wrong. So why not just train the person on their proper personal cadence so they know what their count is. You don't have to have the same count as everybody. There's no rule that says that. You're not, you know what I'm saying? Like, so um, somebody will train you at some point in your life and they will tell you, this is the count. Figure out the count for yourself. You know, there will be a jigger at that bar, use it, measure the pour while counting, and then try to do it with like an, take best case, take an empty bottle before it's tossed in the trash, fill it up with water, throw a pourer in there and start free pouring and counting and then pouring that into a jigger and seeing how far off you are or how great you are. Like that's the easiest way to do it um, and to train yourself. But just don't don't feel like you're obligated to follow the, the, the procedural count that somebody else gives you. It's what's in your head. It's what you're most comfortable with. Otherwise, you're going to honestly fuck it up. So, um, And with that too, a lot of people will come from different states and different states have different state regulations. So they might say it's a, it's a shot. And in one state, a shot is one and a half ounces, whereas in another state, a shot is two ounces. So like you can't just take people's words for exact, you know, um, because there's so many factors that play a part. In some states, you can't give two drinks at a time. In other states, you can. There's so many stipulations in different states. And I've worked a bartender. I've bartended in one, two, three, four states now. And I'll tell you, every state has had something different. And most states have similar concepts, but every state has something different. Some states, you cannot pour a, uh, a pint-sized glass of something that's over a uh, 6% ABV on the, be- on the beers. But on other states, you can. And then in other states, you can't, like I said, give two, uh, two drinks at once. In other states, you can. And I'll tell you, it makes it a bitch when you are in a state that you can't have two drinks at once and someone's trying to order like a shot and a beer and you're like, <laughs> awkward, can't do that for you. It's so annoying. I mean, you literally have to be like, I can give you the shot, you can take it, and then I can put the beer down in front of you, but I cannot give you both at the same time. And it's dumb because like, that's literally what you like legally can do. I can give you the shot, you can take the shot, and then I can hand you the beer legally. But I can't give you both at the same time. And I get the reasoning behind it because like, basically it means you can't order two Jack and Cokes at the same time. But like, still, it's insane because there's the wraparounds, like I just explained, and it's basically the same shit. Um, you're just forcing them to take it faster, essentially. So there's pros and cons to the the whole policy in the first place. But um, every state has different regulations. So also understand that when you're traveling as a customer, that because you can do something in one state, in one place, does not mean you're going to be able to do it in another place. Also, there are state regulations, and then there are the restaurant regulations. Just like everything else in the world, there is like the foundational 
regulation, like for instance, there's the federal minimum wage of like, I think $7 an hour or $7.25. But then there's the state regulations where they have $13 an hour in some and $15 an hour in some. Just as the same, there are the state regulations of alcohol consumption and, and pores, et cetera. Then there are the, then there are the uh, county regulations. And then there are the restaurant regulations. So again, you could be in the same city, the same county, and you can be able to do something in one restaurant, but you go to another and they don't let you. And that's, it's up to the restaurant. As long as they're not going against the state regulations, that's like the the minimum, really, right? Those regulations, and then they can add on to it if they want to, but that's up to them. So point being, as a customer, recognize that every location is going to be different, especially every state is going to be different. So when you're traveling, don't get offended when someone's like, we can't do that. Like they literally cannot do it. They're not just being an asshole to you. They literally can't do it. Um, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much that on things to know as like a, as a customer, um, as an, oh, I guess actually, no, I have one more. Um, there's a hierarchy inside bars, right? Just between bartenders, there's usually a hierarchy of like, I am the lead bartender. I am the, um, the, the bartender with the most, uh, what do you call it? History here. There's a word I'm looking for. I can't think of, but, um, there's that hierarchy that exists there. They have the most, um, seniority. That's the word I was looking for on the bar. And oftentimes those people get the best shifts. Uh, they make the most money because they have the best shifts, but they also come with the regulars and they have their own clientele base and they usually assist the owners and or managers in, um, inventory and stock restocking and blah, 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 blah. Sometimes. Yeah. You get the one that's doing it has been doing it for years and feels like they don't have to do the bitch work or so forth. So they don't do any restocking and they don't do any of that. And then that's like, it's annoying, but it comes to the territory. So point being though, there's usually a hierarchy just between bartenders, but like on the bar itself, the lowest rung would be the bar back. And that is the person there to assist the bartender, as we discussed before. Um, oftentimes they are just churned of age because you can't touch alcohol legally in any state. I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, yeah, I'm going to put money on that one. Any state, you can't touch alcohol until you're 18. And that's when you can start serving it. And then you can't drink it until 21 in any state. That's a federal law. But you have to be at least 18 just to touch it, right? So a bar back is going to be 18, but oftentimes they are not actually trained as a bartender yet. Typically, they don't even know drinks. They're just like uh, fresh out of high school or they might have even never been in a restaurant before in their lives, but they're also not 21. They're not like actively drinking at bars. So like they're not even going to know what you're talking about half the time. They can get you waters and they can remove your empty glasses. But other than that, they're not allowed to do much. Some places a bar back can pour beers um, and give the beers. But other than that, they're not working in the wells. They're not working um, with the bartenders making the, the cocktails. They are just simply there um, doing their due diligence and like trying to help out and keep things as like simple and seamless as possible and make sure that they're cleaning is really what it comes down to for them. But they're in no way there to be a bartender. So if you're not, if you're trying to get the bartender's uh, attention and you can't, and you're just like, oh, I'm going to get this guy and it's the bar back, 
what's going to happen is you're going to give them the order. They're going to go, okay. And then they're going to walk up to the bartender and say, hey, the man with the gray baseball cap wants blank, blank, and blank. And then that bartender is either going to just trust the barbacks word for word, or they're going to revert to the person and be like, hey, I heard you want blank, blank, and blank. And they're going to be like, yep. So it's going to take a second anyway. So like you might as well just wait that extra second that the bartender said, wait a second, and then go and get the, the drink from the bartender is my point. Um, so the hierarchy exists for a reason. Um, and then also, unfortunately, sometimes a keg taps and more often than not, the keg is not behind the bar. This is like a rando thing that I thought of. Um, so the bartender usually is going to ask you, Hey, it's going to be a minute. The, the, the keg just tapped. I got to go change it or be like, Hey, the keg just tapped. Did you want another beer instead for now? And then we'll go and tap it. And then like you, your next one can be whatever you ordered. Um, but also if the bartender says like, Oh, the keg just tapped, be like, Oh, that's cool. I'll just take this instead. If you just don't want to wait, but don't get upset if you decide to wait. And then they have to go to like this, like other random location. That's like so far away and, and tap the keg. Um, and then like your, your beer took like 10 minutes. Like obviously they had to walk somewhere else. Usually the other side of the building, take off the old keg, tap the new keg, and then walk all the way back over, run the line for a minute, get all the, the oxygen out of the line and get the foam taken care of and then move on with life. So like, don't be upset when you made that decision yourself. Anyway, that was things to know bar theme. And, uh, we're going to dive in on the next episode into, I think I'm just going to dive into the tipping because I, I clearly it's on my mind. So we're going to, we're going to go right into tipping on the next episode. Thank you all for tuning in. If you have any questions or something you want to discuss in detail, please feel free to put it in the comments below. Message me on Instagram. Let me know what you want to hear and we will discuss it from every angle. Again, my name is Jeremy and I've been in the industry for over 13 years and I've worked every position. So if you have a question, I either have somebody I know that I can answer it for you or I can answer it myself. Thank you and have a great day, guys. I'll talk to y'all later.